Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of World of Webtoons. I'm Val, and with me, I have some returning guests from the previous episode, if you listen. And if you didn't listen, well, go listen to it right now, before you listen to this one. You guys want to introduce yourselves again? I'll go first. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Meech, a.k.a. Young Drip God, a.k.a. Young Juice God. Pleasure to be back on the episode, Val. Well, thank you. I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks for coming. No problem. I still didn't think about my fucking introduction, but it's cool. It's cool. This is Jay at J-A-Y-Z-U-S three underscores on Twitter. I don't need all that fancy stuff that Meech just said. It's just Jay. You sound bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you not? I'm going to be honest with you. I felt like you wanted to go first so you wouldn't have to follow that. <laughs> I would never. I don't be hating. I'm not upset at all. You you may be correct, but we're not going to talk about that right now. That's not what we're here for. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about God of High School. As usual. So, this is another, this is the third installment of the God of High School series that we're doing. This episode covers chapters 25 through 50 and preludes 50 through 75. So last episode, we said that there was a couple things you'd be, you should be looking out for. One of those things was the backstories of Mira and Daiwi. These these are two s- crucial supporting characters for Mori Jen. So guys, what did you think about these backstories? Well, to be completely honest, I feel like uh, Daiwi's, his was a lot more like, it wasn't as like present. It was more of a backstory. Mira's was more of a ongoing, like what's going on right now. Dawi's was, all right, we're going to give him a flashback. We're going to see what happened back in the day with him and his boy, get his motives for what he's doing. And then we going to show what the fuck he's doing, which I mean, is a kind of controversial thing. Y'all gonna see when it happens, but him beating the fuck out of Shadi was, whew, was a little much. That shit, Jesus. Even he was shook about it. But <laughs> Mirrors, on the other hand, hers was hers was a a lot more like an actual arc, albeit it was kind of short. And I don't know, Val doesn't really doesn't really rock with it. I like it personally. The whole oh, wedding why thing. Why you gotta throw me under the bus? Because. It, I need to. I need people to understand that I fuck with it, so that when you complain, they don't they don't rope me in with you. Wow, I'm complaining now. Nah, I look, 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 look. look. How you gonna come on my show? <laughs> this is a preemptive strike. That I'm complaining. This isn't. This isn't more of a shot at you. This is a shot at the niggas that I know is gonna bitch about what you got to say. And I don't want to get roped in with that. I'm sorry. I'm looking out for me. I don't know. So basically, you. you don't come on my show and then throw me under look, the bus. Look, I see how it is, hey, Jacobfer. Wow, we pull. All right, we not even gonna go there. We not gonna <laughs> go there. But back to the back, back to the story. Mills was I fucked with it because she was she had some some kind of character growth and eh, a little bit here and there, but. At the end of the day, she showed that she gonna do what the fuck she want, just like Maureen, and that is a goaded personality trait, in my opinion. So I fucked with it. I fucked with both of them, but I kind of fuck with hers more. Uh, going piggybacking off of what Jay said, uh, with Daiwi's uh 
story uh, uh, background story I, I was like i was expecting like this whole delinquent vibe where he's just like oh, i'm doing whatever i want to do nobody gonna stop me but when you read more into the story you will see it's a lot more noble than that like buddy's actually working hours and hours upon end not for him but for his boy that has disease cancer and he has this disease and he's like he's like ready willing and able to pay off the like the debts for his bills so it's just like you get to see in that backstory how far like how much his relationship with his friend means to him the fact that he would sign up for this tournament in order for like his wish to be fulfilled which is curing his friend of his disease and when it doesn't go um later into the story spoilers i guess but when it doesn't work out he's just like oh well i mean it is what it is you just got to keep moving but he never forgets his friendship with his buddy and it's like even after like he passed away he'd all he'd come back to like his i guess his funeral um or like his uh cemetery and he would leave like little funny note his grave sites and he would leave like funny notes like lol i do have friends and it would be a picture of him gravesite maury and mira together so it's kind of like he still holds on to that but he's also moving forward with mira's uh backstory i feel as though i think uh between the two Daiwei and mira i think she her backstory was more on character development for herself because it's kind of like when we're first introduced with mira she has this whole thing about restoring or like what is it um training her yeah restoring her father's dojo and passing on the moonlight swordsmanship style so it's kind of like that's just been something that's been weighing her down heavily so when you get to the little mini marriage arc where she's like okay i'll marry this dude but in, re in reality, she knows like, oh, he doesn't love me. I don't love him. This is going to be something for like, she's doing it for the sake of her family and her uncle and her little sister were like, they're able to live financially stable in regards to like what she wants. She's willing to sacrifice the needs of her own for the needs of the people she's around and cares about. And I think that's really something that you don't really see in a lot of female protagonists that are like Mira, in my opinion, like they're willing to give up something in order to obtain it for those around them. And it also for, and it also establishes a further relationship between Mira and Maury Jin when they storm the wedding and Mira, uh, Maury, he's like, is this really what you want? Are you really gonna go down this path with uh, living a life of regret? And she's like, yep, that's just what I'm gonna do. He's like, no, focus on what you want. And then just after several times, it's like, she's like, I'm not gonna listen to you, but I'm gonna do what I want. And then she bodies Buddy and then keeps it moving. So it's kind of like that scene right there in particular really established the dynamic relationship between Mori and Mira and as them as a duo. And then you have uh, Daiwi in the back. He's just like, I, I expected nothing less. You feel me? And that's how they were able to keep moving. Yeah. Um, I think that was a really good um, way of putting it. Okay. So let's just back up here. Here you go. There you go. Stop! Stop! Why? Why you gotta do that? Why you gotta do that? Because, why you have to do that? Because why? Why? I don't. Because <laughs> damn it, I liked it and you didn't, and I don't appreciate that. But go ahead. That's so aggravating. Because you got some valid points. You got some good reasons, but I'm gonna ignore those reasons because I liked it. You so aggravating. I'm sick of you already. Okay, so to bring into some context here. So Mira's backstory centers around the idea that, you know, her family lives a, is in, living in poverty and her, her, I guess her sister, or is it her cousin? Uh, I 
Yeah, it's her sister, her little sister. Okay, so her parents died and her uncle took her took them in. They don't have a lot of money. And her sister's complaining about how she can't have a new uniform. And Mira's faced with this this dilemma of providing for her family or going for her dreams. And she chooses to provide for her family. And the way that she does that is that she chooses to get married to somebody who she doesn't love for the sole purpose of financial security. Now, Daiwi's backstory focuses on his past and how he became the person that he is and how he developed a friendship for the first time with somebody on genuine terms. He originally was the mad cow. He was this badass fighter in high school and he was delinquent. He didn't really have any friends, really. He had a followers, but he didn't really consider them more than just followers. Then one day they got into a fight and this this guy in his class was telling him that, you know, if you were a true friend, you would go help those guys. And Daiwi was sitting there saying, you know, they can, they got themselves into this, they can get themselves out. Well, Daiwi gets up the courage to go and fight these guys and the friend comes and it's the start of a beautiful friendship and the start of Daiwi really beginning to build relationships with people now i gave you a synopsis of what is going on so let's get into my opinion all right so i love daddy's uh backstory it's very clean cut it shows a lot about his roots where he came from and it shows how he developed into the person that he is why he's so loyal to his friends why he values for the people that are that are in his life and i thought that was a really good job of conveying that Mira, on the other hand, I love her as a character. I do. She gives me such empowerment vibes. But with this, her backstory arc, I hated the fact that they demeaned her to marriage. They could have done this backstory in a way that conveyed her character development, but similar in the way that Daiwi's was through how she trained, how she learned, the struggles that she faced why she believes the way she believes but instead they focused on her becoming the submissive person and not really standing up for what she believes in and they, she needed the encouragement of Mori and Daiwi to come in and say hey this is not right you shouldn't do this and I just thought that wasn't as good as a way to convey her backstory because you could have done this in a million different ways and not demeaned her to she needs a man to snap her out of it. No, she doesn't need a man to snap her out of it. She can do it on her own. And that's what I've always loved about it. The way I look at it is that if you take this art completely out of the story, it does not change the way I feel about Mira. She's still the strong, independent person. This art right here just threw me off. I couldn't understand why it was there and why she needed, why I needed to focus on marriage and not her training or her sword style or what she can do or why she became or how she became so strong you know but that's just my personal opinion on that i mean you're everybody's free to feel how they want to feel i just thought that this arc didn't do her justice it really set her back and didn't give much to it didn't give much credit to what she can do in the future and that's just the way i feel about it and if you disagree you disagree power to you i'm just glad that you read the webtoon i feel that I feel that and I just want I just want everybody to know that Val's views do not reflect my own. Oh my god. And 
and I, for one, loved it because I know there's one. There's it's not a whole lot of people, but I know it's this one like group of like three people that love Mira and everything to do with Mira, and they stand Mira to the end of the earth, and they will defend everything that has anything to do with everything that Mira has done. And I don't feel like hearing their mouth, so I'm just letting it be known right now <laughs> that I love her little character arc, and that's it. That's I fucked with it because. Mira was that bitch going in. She kind of, she kind of became less of that bitch. But you know, as she came out, being more of that bitch, so it's all good. It it balances out. And I agree. I agree a hundred percent. But you want to know something, Jay? You just agreed with my point, and now they're gonna come after you too. No, they're not. Because I preface <laughs> that your views do not reflect my own. I but stand, just, Mira. But you literally just said what I just said. As of right now, in the story that we are talking about, Mira is best girl. It might be because she's the only one so far, but she's still best girl, and that's that's just where I'm gonna leave on her story. That's, oh my that's goodness. It let's move on okay so the next thing that we told you guys to look out for is the fight between the well the final fight (laughs) and if you have watched and or read up to this point you know that the final fight was between daiwi and mori jen so let's go ahead and get into this meet thoughts the fight was incredible i ain't even gonna hold you like for uh webtoon like 25 chapters in and we getting that type of art style and all that martial arts that's crazy and it's like not only the fight was amazing but it's like the fight is a story in itself i it's i sectioned it off in like three parts it's the first part where mori is just like hey bro you want some fuck shit i don't know what you did with mira but we're gonna have to fix that and he start beating die ass the second part is when you really see Daiwi at his lowest. Not in a sense where like he's like weak or anything, but what he's willing willing to do to win. Where like he was stepping on Mori's foot, he like uh twisted his ankle in, he was giving him headbutts, dirty boxing is like you really get to see the desperation in Daiwi in this in this like the second half of the fight. And for the final part of it is when he finally finds out that his friend died and he's just like, you know what man, I'ma just I'm one arm in let's keep it moving you feel me and then mira stops the fight and she throws the book at him and she and he reads it and he's just like you know what even to the end he was still a fighter so i just gotta keep fighting and then at the final part of it is when mori is like now we're friends and he's just like it's true you can't stop idiots and that really because before then Daiwi didn't really consider Jin and Mira friends. He considered them like uh, associates, competitors. Yeah, and but he, but yeah, but at the same time they were competitors. And he's like, hey, I gotta do what I gotta do to fulfill my wish. So it's just like for Mori and him to have that interaction, and at the end of it all, it's like a friendship was formed between the three of them. Finally, like anything that they had before, uh, they just quickly hashed it out and just like kept it moving we we are the future's now and like you can't even hold anything against them and i thought that the the artwork bro oh my god yes that artwork was crazy yo i was so high oh god for real though the the what is it the um the kyokushin karate yes. that daiwi does 
Oh my god, bro. When that gets animated, I'm telling you, it's over. Niggas is not ready, bro. <laughs> the kick of the blue dragon, it's over. Yeah, but, but that's all I have to say on that fight. The fight was phenomenal. Like, y'all just have to, if you're not reading the webtoon, I don't know what you're doing, bro. Just read it. <laughs> Jay, thought, concerns. You want to throw anybody under the bus again? Oh my gosh. Uh, nah, I ain't got no... Nah, I ain't even throw nobody under the bus previously. But, I mean, if that's how you... That's how you want to take it, then I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna knock you. That's just, you know, the second bad opinion you've had this episode. But... Whoa! <laughs> but, what was the first? We ain't gonna go back to that. We not gonna... We not gonna go back to that. We just gonna... Why are you on my head right now? I ain't even, I ain't even. But about this fight, though. You ain't coming back no more. <laughs> about this fight, though. So, like, this shit was crazy because I don't, I don't, I feel like we didn't do a good job of explaining, like, why these niggas was beating each other ass so bad. But, I mean, we got Dawi's, like, we got his explanation with his friend, like, dying and whatnot. But Jin, Jin previously, like, the chapter, chapter right before they start fighting, Jin, like, gets a text message from Mira and it's like this emotional, like, thank you for coming to stop the wedding. I love y'all. Uh, 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 like I fucks with y'all Y'all the homies type shit And it was real emotional It was real sad Not sad It was real happy And just like running into the tournament stadium To see Mira and Dawi's fight He's thinking it's gonna be like awesome Yeah we gotta fight But like we still fuck with each other And it's not that at all like, Dawi is beating the brakes off of Mir. And 100%, like, beating the brakes off of her. And it's like Mira has an old wound from a previous fight. And Dawi's, like, hitting her in that wound and just, like, completely throwing her off. And she doesn't stand a chance. And he's, like, dogging her out. And that's what Mori sees. So the fight is over. Dawi doesn't have a scratch on him. And Mori, like, walks up to the stage. Mira's, like, curled up in the fetal position. She has to get carted off. And Mori's, like, you knew that was her weak spot. And he was, like, yeah, that's that's why I hit right there. And you, was, you as a viewer, you're just, like, wow, this nigga, this nigga's crazy. And as he's walking off, he's just, like, I never really considered y'all as friends anyway. And you just, like, yeah, what the fuck? This is because it's a, it happens right after mira's story with them saving her from the wedding so you're just like what the heck this is a complete 180 for dawi he is not this nigga and then you go into his little flashback you see his friendship with his homie and you see that Mubang has told him that if depending on how well he performs they can save his friend's life and he's just like all right i gotta win this tournament however i can in whatever way that i can no matter what i'm doing this for my real friend fuck these people that i just met like two weeks ago i'm not worried about them no more i'm doing this for the homie and so and you know how far he's willing to go because his previous opponent uh bake he went over to him he's like hey how can i counter the jin ho chuk right right he's he goes so far as to seek the help of somebody that almost beat his ass in the last round and you sh they show him like practicing his uh new technique to counter maury's moves and shit and beck's just like i don't think you're gonna win because this shit will this shit really takes a toll on your body and you see Dawi like 
struggling to stand up just through practice and you're just like wow he's really going the distance for his boy and then you fast forward to the fight and jen's pissed because i mean he just beat the fuck out of mirror and jen doesn't care why he did it he just cares that he just beat the fuck out of his homegirl after they just had this this bonding moment so he's like i don't know what you what reasoning you have but like me said we gonna have to settle this right here and so for the first little bit of the for the first whole first round matter of fact i think jen's just like beating the fuck out of this dude he's just like demolishing him and then the second round comes around and i think uh is this before or after move on tells him that his friend uh died uh i know like at the end of the second round yeah, yeah 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 he tells him at the end of the second round but at the beginning of the second round uh dawi's like okay i see how you doing it now i see how we rocking we done got that out the way you done let off your steam they they exchange a couple words and then dawi just goes straight into the dirty tricks like me said he's stepping on jen's leg trying to get him it doesn't even work jen just does a little backspin catches him with the back of his foot and he's like nah that's not that's not how we rocking and then uh dawi like pulls jen's uh uh blindfold he blindfolds jen and then starts holding his head and punching him in the side of the head with his other hand dirty boxing type shit and niggas niggas in the stands is just like what is this why is he fighting like this this isn't karate this isn't the way that he usually fights they start booing him and whatnot but he doesn't care he's fighting for his boy and then i think that's when he pulls out the uh the uh what is it called not the kick not the yeah the wave of the blue dragon at the very i think it's the very end of the second round he pulls out the wave of the blue dragon and he thinks it's gonna knock jen out but jen like hits i think he hits his hocha and he's like uh he's like nah that's not that's not it like we not done here but jen ta- i mean jen takes a significant amount of damage but he's like he stands back up and he's like what you just did do it again because that's not how you're not gonna catch me with that again and then third round they going at it again they this is when like i feel like they're gonna really ramp up the animation in the third round because the way they was doing the art style with like the constant shots of them punching each other and the black smoke i don't know what that is but it's so sick the way they do it and the way they have after images and they cutting the people talking about what's going on and whatnot like a typical shonen anime and it's just like top tier fighting and they just beating the shit out of each other and it's like emotional and then mirror comes in and she like gives dawi like some words of wisdom like bro don't even worry about what's going on i know your boy just died but like he left these words for you and it it just dawi's just like fuck it i'm gonna just fight all out because that's all i can do at this point i done did all of this shit i'm just about to fight this dude to the best of my ability and it's just it's just a dope if they were to end season one of the anime right here it would be an amazing ending like if they had some like i won't say filler but if they had like a little bit to like stretch it out because it's only like 40 chapters in so it would be a a very like fast-paced or stretched out first season but if it were to end on a fight like this it would be the perfect ending because there was so much emotion right there was so much emotion and build up and just like you came to a conclusion once the fight came to a conclusion 
you felt like okay everything's settled we done had our fight now let's move on as friends because we done got this out we done got this out the way bro i wouldn't even be mad so i fucked with the fight it's like top it might be top three fights of the series to, for me i feel like i said that last episode but it's probably top three top three fights of the 460 some chapters that we got so far mm-hmm. you know what jay i think that was a very 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 good synopsis of what actually just went down because i don't have anything else to say except read the read the webtoon because <laughs> my bad i went off on a little bit of a tangent there like about 30 seconds in but i had to i had to collect myself to the best of my ability okay. and bring it back because i fuck with that fight so heavy but we here now i think it was great i think it was great cool round of applause thank you all right so that brings us to the last part of the episode so guys we've read up to 50 through 75 what should people look out for all right but beyond just like i said i think this is in the previous uh episode but just be on the lookout for a certain urban organization just moving behind the scenes and taking you by surprise because when they move they move bro it's them niggas are savages out there very true like this is i think this is this section 25 25 through 50 that's when that's the first time we see people like dying right yeah in the in 25 through 50 we get some we get a little taste of what this organization can do we lose some people we learn some things and we see some shit that we were not planning on seeing yeah yeah you like wow this isn't just some random tournament yeah i think so yeah yeah niggas is just fighting for some wish niggas ain't just being selfish like there's actual like stakes and niggas is dying behind the scenes and like this shit is real yeah this is like a it's a game changer right honestly what me said that is very true be on the lookout for uh for the organization that's working things behind the scenes and making moves they real shysty fuck them niggas but it's more than what it seems and that's crazy all right jay what should the audience be looking out for honestly i'm more focused on one specific character introduction well not so much as an introduction because i'm pretty sure he gets introduced you first see him in like chapter 40 something i'm pretty sure but the ill pill park when you when he finally like meets maury and they have that first little interaction it is the beginning of something beautiful and it just shows that this character is like he's something else though like after that yeah. niggas gonna start changing their layouts to illfield park and i i'm gonna preface this right now don't dig too deep because you're gonna spoil yourself real quick so yeah you go you gonna come into some spoilers so don't dig too deep but that man illfield is that nigga like 100 and you'd be surprised at how like with Ilpo, you you you're uh, you'll be surprised at how far like him and Mori go like go back per se. It's not really right. from them metaphorically, but it's like from Mori's grandpa. Right. Because I'm pretty sure they give they give a little bit of a backstory there too, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, the final thing that I think you guys should be on the lookout for two parts. You should be looking out for the six individuals that change the game. They're, they're, I, I would say the name, but I'm not going to. But and but they are crucial. 
Um, Very much so. Moo bitch is a part of it. Is all I'm going to say. And then fuck Moo bitch. And then you should also look out for the introduction of the power system in God of High School. God of High School, like most uh, action animes and action mangas and webtoons, there is some sort of power system. And in this one, it's crucial that you understand it from the jump. You need it when they first introduce it, you need to start getting into it and start learning about what it is because it plays a major part in the story. Like very much so. From like that's not even no joke. Like it's a big part of the story. When the Lord when you find out about the Lord, you're like, Oh, okay, now it makes sense. Right. Like they have stuff in very, very, very early chapters. Matter of fact, they have something they have stuff in chapters like one and two that once you like get into it deep into it you're gonna come back like wow that's crazy they was really they was really doing this and they they like it's perfect like they they have no real bad qualities to that power system Mm -hmm. it's crazy yeah in the story they in the beginning they allude to it but in 50 and 75 that's when we start getting more information about it and we get a name to it and we're able to actually put the pieces together so be on the lookout for that otherwise i think we've done a great job here folks um i appreciate you guys tuning in to this week's episode as you all know i am val jump in with your names at any time now Oh, <laughs> I thought you was gonna drop. I thought you was gonna drop the Twitter name I, or something. I, I was just I, waiting. I'm going to do exactly. that, but I wanted you guys to 